Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Star Road Podcast featuring Sterling and this man, Tyler. How are you today, Tyler? This man is doing pretty well, my friend. It's good to see you. It's You're great looking to see well. you, man. You're looking well. Thank you. A bit scraggly, but well. Who Who isn't these days? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're here. Played disc golf this morning, okay, like I mentioned. Man. Didn't have time, you know. This and that. We're doing good, though. Good to hear it, bro. Uh, I'm yeah. glad because we got some shit to go through today. We do. We have we have a lot to talk about, man. Uh, most notably, a new trailer for the next Pokemon games came out. Which is basically the, the sphere that we orbit around. Number one point of interest I at mean, any yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. So you you know what November is. You said it earlier, and I said it's the same date every year. Yep. You just know what it is. That mid mid November, late November, you're always getting the year's fantastic release. Yep. Uh, so we're recently, go that. yeah, recently we've lucked out and gotten quite a few amazing releases close to one another. With you know BDSP, Arceus. Uh, so it's kind of crazy that we have another one coming this soon. I know. We're getting spoiled. Uh, we are. But it seems like this game is going to be the culmination of everything. But we'll get into that more in just a second. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to go through some news, gaming and pickups as usual. Uh, today's discussion, we were kind of talking about what's, uh, how you said it, topical. What's going on? That's right. And uh, you kind of asked me that, and my response was, sports seems to be what's going on. We play a lot of Super Rush. Uh, Switch Sports is out. We're about to talk about Battle League. We sure uh, are. just seems like a lot of sports activity going on. So we decided to do, uh, kind of like we did with the Mario Kart, like a past, present, future. Very on sports excited games. for this one. Yeah, Because we have a lot of shared and divergent experience on this topic. I think the divergent experience is what's going to make for the best conversation because we do have uh, a point in life where we definitely went off in different paths with sports games. Yep. And you've played a lot of things I haven't and vice versa. So that'll be that'll be a good one, man. Uh, today's top five is probably the roughest one to date. I yeah, mean, it was pretty tough. And we talked about it and we're like, this seems like a first five episode, but... I can imagine why we danced around it for almost 50. Yeah, uh, we had to get pretty specific to make it work for our format. And even that was still so tough. So rough, dude. I mean, it, and yeah, we talked about the format, but we just fell back into the top five. But it's top five JRPGs on the Switch. Yep. That Can't is wait, man. a handful. Every single one of mine, except one could be on your list we're just gonna put it that way that's why we were we talked about maybe parlaying and trying to avoid overlap um but on this one i think it's just gonna be inherent and we're just gonna have to it's gonna be one of those where we're jumping in on each other's at almost every point yeah even if it wound up being a shorter one I'm not going to be upset by it. Not at all. But this I'm excited is, to talk. Is, it's just going to be a big, no particular order, JRPG fun fest for the Switch. Yeah. 
I'll tell Can't you what, trim, trimming it, it down, though. Trimming it down is rough. It's but tough, we ha- man. We have it's to really do tough. it. We say we're doing it, and we're doing it, dude. Um, but let's get into the news, man. First off, we always have to come through with a Super Rush monthly update. That's right. Uh, now, I didn't unlock it yet. Me uh, neither, did you yeah. did you manage Did you manage to get the last month one? You got 100%, that right. Yeah, it okay. was actually incredible. Uh, I've never had a session where I was going to rank up to A minus. I I'm this is not me trying to brag or flex. I think it was I think circumstantial. I might have been talking to you when that happened. Yeah, I ended up tying or winning first every single round. And there was several where I was behind going into hole three and the other participants just beefed it hard and I was able to come out with the win or the tie. It was wild all the way from C minus to A minus. And I didn't feel like I played particularly well. But that being said, yes, I did get my base plumber outfit, Luigi, um, as did you. And... We are we are all both on the same on the same like record as far as getting these costume pieces, right? We we both have just missed the first one. Yep. That's exactly where we're at. But it's early in the month. This month we got OG Wario. Wario, man. They're they're running the gambit for these things. And I'm not upset by it. I'm happy to see Wario get some love. As far as one of Any these times, definitely. But but the fact that they're they're opening up the original costumes, it seems like such a no brainer. Definitely. But then when you think back, you're like, oh, you do just get that one super rush outfit. You don't get anything basic. So uh, it's funny that the old look looks new because it it's does. new in the it game. It looks great in the game. Absolutely. The Mario one looks awesome. I see a lot of people playing with that online. I would totally be doing that if they didn't do the uh, NES Open, Open Tournament. tournament. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but on that sports wavelength, Mario Strikers Battle League first kick. Yep. This is happening right now as we speak. Well, maybe not right now. We don't know. But Kind of uh, on and off. It seems like they're hitting the switch uh, regularly. This weekend in general is the period of trial. Yeah, and it's been a little bit hit or miss as to the uptime for the servers, it seems, because I went to go get on it last night, and there was no gameplay available. Had to wait until 11, and I was asleep by that point. Yeah, I, I caught a game, and, and it was a great time. I mean, I know what to expect. Uh, like I said, it, it's fun to not switch the characters like we did in the training, but to actually have your character. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to focus on one like that. But the training itself was fun. I, I had a good time with it, and it gives you a really good uh, glimpse at the mechanics of the game, and it gets you to actually, you know, you do get to play it. So the training was great. Yeah, I I, um, I actually think it's going to be quite diverse in terms of you can go and play. A, a, I assume there's going to be a local sort of like franchise mode, right, where you take your your one player club out and and do what you do with them. That would be my hope. Um, But definitely there's an online element to that as well. So the game sort of being fully back and forth between controlling all the characters versus controlling your own character. To me, that offers a lot of 
you know, different play styles, like you said, where if you're just running one character constantly, you're going to be focused on positioning. Whereas if you're the ball carrier constantly, it's going to be a little bit more just offensively minded. So I'm excited to see that. And how yeah, that plays yeah. out. Every, everybody on the field being controlled by a player. That's going to be really fun when that happens. The game is set up for that because you, know, we, you were talking about how great it is to have like eight players on one screen. Mm-hmm. How like, except for Smash, that that's not something we usually see. Not in a game this complex. Yeah. Yeah. But this is made for because everybody's on screen and everybody's visible. Yep. And most of the time, I mean, if, if you're fucking off, you might be off screen if you're at the edge of yeah. everything, you know, but I mean, mm-hmm. the, the camera's pretty focused to where everybody is going to be visible. visible in the play as long as you're participating. Totally. Yeah. I think uh, so it's interesting too, how the goalies are not player controlled ever. That's, that's the case, that, right? Yeah. That's what it seems like. Cause they're not, I mean th- that, uh, you know, they're just generic kind of minions. They're not actually, like named characters like everyone else on the field. Yeah, they're the boom booms, man. Yeah, but they're exactly. Like, they're they're AI. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I guess they put they put more on your shot than the defensive mechanic of the goal. It seems. Yeah, I would agree like, with that. Uh, you know, like with the hyper strike, like if you if you judge it good enough with like your Mario Golf timing, you know, then it just can't be blocked. Yep, and so I had I a few. I had a tough time with that on the on this tutorial. The first couple tries, I definitely whiffed it. The first few, I didn't really whiff it. I was surprised. No. I actually, I, I knocked it. But it seems like if I were to switch between characters or, or you know, on the fly or something like that, everybody's got different technique. It, it could be totally day and yeah. night when you switch characters, where you could be oh on with this one, but then completely behind with another. You know, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, it's almost like you know, making free throws in basketball games. Like you have to kind of line that up or just the meter in golf. You have to line it up to hit it perfectly. The golf, that's what really yeah. it makes me think of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a short little mention. I, this game has been out, but I just recently learned of it uh, on the eShop, but they're porting a game called mysteries under Lake Ophelia Okay. And this kind of looks like a kind of like a PS1 graphic, you know, game made current day to look older, but it's a fishing game. And I thought that that's something you might find interesting, that the core mechanic is fishing. Like a fishing horror game. But it's got like some soft horror elements to it. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that'd be interesting to bring up that. to you. Yeah. It's only like, what did they say? 549. I'll probably so, check mean, it out. That sounds uh, awesome. You know, it's not going to be like a 60-hour experience, I don't imagine. But just just a little horror fishing sandbox, that sounds pretty fantastic. I don't know. I agree. Uh, but little indies like that with these interesting concepts, uh, we're, op- we're open to it, man. And the Definitely. Switch, like we've said before, completely welcome there. Uh, but the big news point that we have to talk about is we got a trailer for Scarlet and Violet. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, and it's pretty much the biggest glimpse we've gotten at the game. Absolutely, yeah. We, did, we didn't date. have much in the way of gameplay. No. We, we basically just knew of the existence of development and the starters, really. Yep. You know, way back when we got that cinematic of the, uh, 
the painting getting uncovered. I mean, I don't even think we had 3D renders of these yet. Correct. So this is a pretty big update to see anything in motion. So as far as impressions go, Tyler, how are you feeling? Uh, just based off of this trailer we've gotten, going into this next generation, I'm curious. So I feel like... I'm, I have a lot of good things like to say about this. First of all, you pointed so out I. that pointed out that you, you're, it looks like you're going to be able to go out into the field with each other. Like you and me can go out on a mission in the field together and go catch Pokemon together. And that is amazing. Period. Point blank. I mean, best thing I don't want to. I don't want to understate it. Like right yeah. off the bat, this is something that I'm extremely excited for. We've this is gotten, a key feature. I mean, this is. We've gotten a little bit of it with like the Dynamax raids and stuff and Sword and Shield. That was probably the closest that we've got to something like this because. A taste. Yeah. It was a taste of this. But this is going to be the whole shebang. I want to see how far they go with it. Are we going to be able to queue into a double battle together? Are we going to be able to, uh, you know, catch like the same Pokemon at the same time? I just want to see kind of what happens with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, 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 you see, when we had the wild area on Sword and Shield, mm -hmm. that kind of teased this. It was a because we get the sense we're playing with people, but it's just kind of like existing in the same area. Yep. So this is the full blown, listen, we're going to do this. And I feel like the format of the actual expeditions is similar to the expeditions in RCS, where you're in your base town, you go to the gate to go out of the town. And that's where the connection is actually going to take place. That's okay. my prediction. See, the, I'm with that. I think the space in between towns only makes sense to have that feature accessible on any route, really. But it's going to be less routes and more more like Legends Are RCS. Yeah. Areas. And Wide open areas. Yeah. Yeah. We that's won't have that's that the basic. sense that I got. They're going to take kind of the best of both worlds and jam them together, which I love. Yeah. I, I don't ever see them deviating from a standard map but we'll see how far they open it up i feel like with the main series pokemon games i expect there to be a clear cut i hope not over because i'm map. a big I fan too i'm a big fan of the og format of the first call it you know i mean really just the first six seven really the first six like generations all had the same basic formula of eight badges elite four post game right like yeah and then you got into gen 7 the island sort of layout it kind of still was that in disguise but it definitely felt very different um and then you get back to badges with gen 8 and, and then we you know legend rcs is like completely different so yeah i don't know i think they're gonna they're they kind of like radically brought it they brought all the experimental stuff into Arceus at once and they're going to meter that out into this game and, and deploy bits and pieces of what worked the best in Arceus into the main, not 
and I, I've heard a lot of people say Arceus is a main series game in the literal sense of like what you would consider the canon continuity of the main series of games. To me, it's kind of like halfway between a main series and a spinoff, but um, either way, the, the point I'm trying to make is I think we're going to see a lot of that functionality from Arceus in this game. It's funny that you say that because I really thought I'm approaching this with the idea of it being kind of like sword and shield with everything they've taken from Arceus. So I, I, I think it's going to be a marriage of the two. I think you're right. I think, yeah, th there's going to be a lot of sword and shield elements. I mean, that's going to make up the difference, right? It's it's still going to run in that same, that same kind of vein, but yeah, I think it's going to split the difference between the two. But we don't get sick of the formula. That's the thing about it. Though, like you said, the first six gen or however you want to put it, formula doesn't bother us. It doesn't bother us, but at the same time, you're not mad to see them update the formula through time to keep the experience fresh. At least I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. If they open it up like Arceus, I won't even be upset. I personally, my first time through Gen 7 was a little bit jarring. But, you know, as I've talked about on here recently, I, I recently have been playing the Ultra Ultra Sun uh, for the first time, which is really Good just shit. my second time through Gen 7. Mm -hmm. And on this second run through, whether it be because Ultra is a little slightly tuned up or whether it be because it's my second run through or both, it the concept feels a lot more graspable to me than it did the first time through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I, I think that if the game was just gen one reskinned nine times, it's not going to work. Right. You have to keep, you have to keep pushing new mechanics, adding new stuff because the core audience is mostly staying the same age, right? Or at least some parts of it. So you have to add that complexity for people like you and me to continue to like learn new things in the game. Yeah, but you never know how they're segmenting this. I mean, uh, th they could have said, oh, Arceus is going to be our adult game. That's going to be for the big kids. Yeah, I mean, you never know how they're marketing it, so you don't know how they're approaching Scarlet and Violet. But I would imagine they're trying to appeal to everybody on this because this is obviously the next big installment. This is yeah, their next course. sword and shield, you know. Uh. But I'll tell you what, man, I, I just feel like <clears throat> my expectations aren't going to go crazy just because, I mean, I expect the game to be really good, but Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl put me in a place where I feel like I would be comfortable with a standard remake of even oh, older sure. games. Like, dude, I'm just so comfortable with that. So to be honest with you. If they bring revolutionary new shit to the table that's that works, cool. But if they don't, they've already got a formula that's timeless. I mean I agree. But I think we will see a lot of new things in this game. Yeah. I think they learned a lot of lessons from Sword and Shield. A lot of what people didn't like, uh, honestly, right? Like not saying you and me. Yeah, but, yeah, but, you but know. and they also implemented a lot of things in Arceus that that went that over people do very like. well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's why you might see just a little bit of, uh, you know, you got your Arceus and my sword and shield. A little bit of mix them together. 
Yeah, but because uh, I'll admit, dude, the, the catching mechanic in Arceus is the best to date. It's it the, feels it's incredible. The, it's the childhood dream catching mechanic. It feels incredible. I'm not going to fight you on that. Uh, but then again, we're so comfortable with literally hitting item, Pokeball, throw. And you know what's so funny? The dead center of that is let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Right. You've got you're throwing the ball with the motion, but it's still a turn based situation. Very true. And we were happy with that. Yeah, we were. We were happy with that for for a game. That's for that, not something for we that, want to stick around. Was, I enjoyed the heck out of the Let's Go games. Yeah. And here I am. Everything comes full circle. I'm throwing a different type of ball with my Joy-Con. But yeah, but, uh, definitely big fan of um what we saw in the trailer a lot of um a lot of cool looking new pokemon the new starters i think look awesome um we haven't really talked about i mean we talked about them a little bit but i think they look they're gonna be awesome all of them are awesome Uh, the little red dragon is my is my boy that's my go-to yeah foy coco i'm a fire starter boy foy coco he's like the little fire dragon kind of dragony almost looks like a dinosaur kind of guy and then love him i love him sprigatito is the grass cat gotta love a grass cat and then there's quaxley who's the water starter and he's just the a little elvis duck. D- elvis duck yeah duck with a pompadour yeah he's amazing yep so really excited like people are always really critical of the new lineup of starters i don't see how you could be critical of this lineup not gotta at all. love it it's a strong it's, group, and I think the flavor, like the the Spanish and Portuguese flavor that comes through in this game is going to be very strong, and it's going to be very satisfying. Absolutely. I, I was loving the Alolan scenery. This totally. is going to be that amped up intensely. Amped up, I love, like, Spanish culture and architecture and just, like, that, like, sort of Western European vibe, like... Pokemon X and Y had it. X and like, Y. I was just about to say that, man. Yeah, they really yep. captured that. It, this it is going to be very, very grand, very on the same vibe as that. I think, as far Definitely. as the culture, I think just just the fact that they're they're going to be representing it in a higher graphical quality is going to make it hit harder. Definitely. So but think back to X and Y, man. Like I said, everything felt so grand, even though it was still in kind of a chibi style. Everything felt really. You know, like the gargantuan structures and environment. Yep. And they, as they, the more they do these region specific uh, continents and stuff, the more like direct references the Pokemon and, and some of the region specific forms seem to make to real life culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you saw a lot of stuff in. Sword and Shield that was uh, that was really directly referential to like the UK and UK culture. Definitely. And same thing in Alola, same thing in Gen 6. And I mean we already saw uh Lorantis wearing gaucho pants. So I think we're going to see quite a bit of quite a bit of that in this gen and I'm excited for it. I'm open to the regional variants i think that that's cool Uh, ever since the alolan and all that i was totally on board yep and i i I think they do a great job with most of the variants and i like that there's some 
where it's a drastic difference and there's some where it's a more um, subtle difference. I think the fact that they run the spectrum with that makes a lot of sense to me. Absolutely, man. Uh, but that about does it for the news. How about we get into gaming and pickups? Let's do it, man. I know well, you got your First thing I deck. want to bring up, we finally played Smash this cycle. We did. We played some Smash. It was not the longest session, but it felt, it was long enough, I will say. It, it felt quite satisfying. Felt dead even, as always. Absolutely. Uh, we got a good selection of characters in there. Had some Pyramithra anime battles and... Uh, Got the That's Mario in. I uh, loved getting really the good. Mario in. Yep. Threw Diddy in there for a little bit. That's right. Only other thing, uh, been just playing the Steam Deck, obviously. Same stuff, Loop Hero. Tons of Loop Hero. Uh, I, got, I got a good Magic Arena set up on the Steam Deck now. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking actually about writing a little guide because it takes a little bit of finagling, so... I might write a little guide for like the Magic Arena subreddit of how to go from oh. zero to playable on the Steam Deck. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, other than that, just typical, typical same stuff. Loop Hero, Slay the Spire. Um, oh, it's so funny you say Loop Hero. I hate to cut you off, but last night, man, I got a huge itch to play Loop Hero. It's that music. It creeps into your head, man. Oh, it's so much more than just the music. For, I really think it's a, it's a fantastic game. It is, it is. But for me, I'll be doing something completely different, and I'll hear and it's just like I'm like, man, I gotta play Loop Hero. Soundtrack for that game is a one, dude. Incredible, incredible. Excuse me, but yeah, the everything surrounding that game is just so enticing to me. And you know, I actually um. I went on Special Reserve's Discord just randomly. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, because you want to get a get a line on where your Loop Hero is. Yes, and it was originally May, but unfortunately they announced that that's not going to be till summer. Okay, well, fortunately so summer starts in like two weeks. Well, maybe early summer then. We'll, we'll be hopeful. Uh, the limited run Quake, I'm also still waiting on. Uh and that I was even probably, earlier, right? That was earlier, yeah. That was expected May. So I guess we'll see. I, I, I check, you know, the mail and I check for updates. And yeah, these are things you pledge way ahead of time. You don't expect to get them soon. It's almost more of a Kickstarter situation than buying a finished product. Yeah, I guess they're gauging how many they're going to make and then they make X amount more than that amount and then they carry on with their business, you know? Yep. Uh, but there are things I'm willing to wait for. Uh, but not Loop to sidetrack everything. Loop Hero yeah. is just totally worth that type of purchase point, you know. Did you find That's out anything point. other than that from the Discord? Nope. Just that the um, just summer. Just had been pushed back to summer, yeah. Nice. Yep. You and also you looked up the, uh, a little, just a little calculation, you know, possibility on the... Uh, Steam Deck front for yourself. We went through that a little bit. Yeah, it, it's funny. You're bringing up all the things that I, I would have overlooked, but we did do that, didn't we? Yeah, and what it was, did it say? What, July, July 11th? 11th? That's yeah. what came to my head as well. So that's not far at all. And Tyler said he got his two weeks before the date he was provided with. I'm not going to say that's going to happen twice. No, and it, this is it's totally speculative based on 
algorithmically and what people have submitted from, you know, limited people who have actually gotten theirs and, and use that to kind of extrapolate out. So it's a very exact, it's just, it's, it's meant to be for entertainment purposes because it's like, (laughs) it's, it's completely inexact, but the fact that I got mine earlier is hopeful. No question. At least, you know, that can be kind of your rough ceiling. That's when you can start to expect to be looking out every, you know, every Monday and stuff like that. Definitely. And if, and if it was around July 11th, I wouldn't be upset by that. That's, that feels right around the corner. That is right around the corner. And there's so many things right around the corner. I mean, let's, we'll get into at the (laughs) end of the episode, what, what our next episode could possibly look like. Yeah. uh, And I'm, I'm more, I'm more intimidated by that than I am by anything this episode. Uh, just because we got a lot of big things on the horizon and this is our last time. Yeah. We'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk about it at the end, but just the sneak peek is you, we may end up on one camera with Sterling just sitting right here next to me or something like that. We're going to have, I'm so, I just, I'm, you're right there, but I just can't quite reach Mm. you. Oh, we're separated by more than six, 700 miles right now, but possibly, probably next podcast, you're going to see us together, which is really exciting. Yeah, that you know when I was doing this, that kind of hurts a little bit to realize it's not it's just not going to happen, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a a perfect metaphor. I I'm almost extend- feel like I'm expecting to see it loop around the other side of your screen like Pac-Man. Oh shit, cuz it's going yeah. off camera. For for anyone on audio, I'm I'm reaching towards Tyler to my right. Yeah. But uh it's not it's just not going anywhere. No. But the point is in a week's time or so, it will be reaching yep. the scan. So that's exciting. It. it is very exciting. Uh, but for gaming and pickups, man, I've just been playing a shit ton of Switch sports. Bowling as usual. Uh, I bowled a 300 off cam and then did it on cam for the fuck of it. Unbelievable. So that was pretty exciting. And I was actually talking to you that day when I bowled the first one. I was like, you know what, Tyler? I'm bowling a 300 today. And... uh and you did it. Wound up doing it, yeah. So that was pretty exciting. Played some triangle strategy. Uh, very topical to today's top five. Yeah, yeah, Not to definitely. spoil anything early. Uh, also played some Arceus, actually, just last night. I was playing Arceus, man. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember if I even mentioned it on the podcast, but I did complete the decks on Arceus. You didn't, um, but congratulations, T. It took and seventy-six not just scene, hours. Not just a scene either, because Tyler thought it was the scene. Oh, but that's what I need to do. On the last yep. podcast, I <laughs> was expressing my excitement to be so close to finishing the scene decks. <laughs> Turns out to finish the game, you have to complete the owned version of the Pokedex, um, which Gotta took catch me, them all. Which took me probably about twenty-one more hours after I completed the scene decks. Which is honestly not that bad, but it was it was a grind. Obviously, you have to get all the wisps for Spiritomb and stuff like that. Now, now that they added home compatibility, you probably could cheese it to some degree. To, I'm sure to bypass that. Me, like the home update dropped when I was very close to finishing, so I was like, "You were on the cusp." Yeah, I was on the cusp. There's no reason to invalidate my own personal little you know, achievement. 
for no, no reason. I, I told you at the time, bro, you're too close. You might as well just finish it pure. Yep. And I did. And I beat the game and I fought the final boss and did all that good stuff. Uh, incredible, incredible stuff, man. Love it. Well, that's about all for gaming and pickups. I really just, I've been doing a shit ton of bowling, man. That's yeah. really, that's the big bulk of it. Uh, but there's certain games always in rotation, you know, like triangle strategy. I'm always going to pick that back up, man. Uh, and I'm sure you're the same way. The thought hits your mind and every now and then you're going to grab it. I, I wish that I had more time for triangle strategy because that's a game for me. It's a, okay. It's 11 PM midnight. You know, my fiance is asleep. I want something that I can do at my own speed while I'm just kind of like, you know, lazily half asleep playing a game, but still want to engage my brain. That's where that's where triangle strategy comes through. Like, but it requires a big time commitment for me to actually sit down. You can't like get on and play for 15 minutes. It just doesn't work. Yeah, Triangle Strategy and Loop Hero, two best games for that scenario. That's no question. Loop Hero is... The Steam Deck has unlocked my TV time, you know, gaming while we watch TV, like, lifestyle. Uh, I'm 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 really happy and about I bet that. Loop Hero is perfect for that, too, because it's just too many opportunities to divert. If you're, like, if you're watching something, you know, you can play out your... Play out your movement and then you could just watch the tv and then just glance you know yep it's about same as, with uh, slay the spire obviously yeah yeah totally i can't wait to get my steam deck dude uh the the longer you've had yours and the more you talk about it i'm getting that that boiling point i want my shit it's not far now man no nah. now you can get into the realistic excitement time frame right just a month or so month or yep. month to two months left like plus when uh when i'm in proximity of you i'll be touching your deck so oh, you'll be touching my deck big time man <laughs> uh, but you know what let's get into the discussion tyler sports games past present future <sighs> where are we starting tech mobile is that where you want to start? I mean, we could start it with Pong, really, but I mean, uh, we you know we're we're a little younger than that. Basically, we're we're gonna cover everything in the same kind of way that we did for Mario Kart. Uh, that's the last, the only other past, present, future. Uh, but I kind of like the idea of making it kind of a little sub series. Um, yeah, yeah, like a past, present, future for this, that, and the other. Yeah, so we're going to run through chronologically just our experience with sports games at large, talk about specific games. It's going to be a loose sort of chronological order. We didn't do any hard research for this, or at least I didn't. Nah, um, we're this just is one of be... those beautiful blind entry, just shoot. Yep, and that's what the that's when we have the best discussions, I think. I think so too. It's raw, but I'll tell you what, as far as us... Tecmo Bowl is a great place to start. Because when I you speak NES, this. you speak in my language. And also, we were talking just recently about playing Tecmo Bowl I together. I want to. I, love, I, I have played it before like a few times, but I didn't find out about it till later. So as far as early life experience, this is this is your, your ship to steer. Because I, I am a big fan of Tecmo Bowl as an adult. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not going to sit here in front like I had it as a kid. Sure. 
Because like I said, I have all these NES games, but this is something that was later in life. Of course. Okay. Well, uh, perfect. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Though. Yeah. Uh, but Tecmo Bowl is a big one. Like I said, uh, there's a guy that I fixed some NESs for, for the intention of him playing Tecmo Bowl. And that was very inspiring. Obviously, completely I wanted to reasonable too. Completely reasonable. Yep. Him and his friend, kind of like you and I, just trying to relive childhood, man. That you can't knock it. So extra incentive to get the things fixed. Yep. Uh, but great place to start because I know later in life you would be bigger into football games than I. Correct, and we will get there for Absolutely. sure. But, but I, when, when it comes to technical, I'm a big fan of NFL. And college football in real life, like base level, right? Yeah. Um, and me, not so much. And you, not so much, but you enjoy a good sports game, regardless of the sport, really. So Absolutely. if it's a good sports game and it's fun to play, you're on it. And so I I have a big respect for that. There's many football games that you've actually enjoyed, despite not being a f- like a huge fan of the sport itself, when played and I've been on and off over the years. That's just where I landed. You know, I, I remember when I was, you know, big in the NFL and everything, but just I not think anymore, you fall man. where a lot of people our age fall, which is I'll go to a game anytime. I love to go and do that, do it in person, but you're not going to, you know, find a TV to watch it every Sunday to try and, you know, spend time on that. I know a lot of people that sit around the TV and watch that shit. So, well, I I am that way. I I do watch it on TV, but yeah. I feel like you're more of the I I'm down to go see it in real life, but not not necessarily going to follow. Oh yeah, it. yeah. I actually, especially like I said, if I was going to follow any of them, it would be basketball. I think to me, as an adult, where I'm at, it's the most interesting. You know, the sport with the most action going on. Yeah, but man, uh, sorry. As far as techno tech. Technoble, that's a different Techno game. Techmobile is concerned. Uh, Techno Bo Jackson is banned. You know that. I know Bo that. Bo Jackson is banned. Of Bo course. knows that. Now you see, and and I said, oh, we might as well go for broke and play the Techmo Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you see, that wasn't knocking Techmobile. It's just that Super Bowl was like, you know, it was just a bit of a souped up version. Yeah, I'm good I, with that. Yeah. I have it on uh, Super Nintendo and on NES. They both play fantastic. Is that on uh, the um, online, though? Yeah, that's on oh, the NES excellent. online. Yeah. No question. Uh, but other early NES ones on the topic of that, a lot of good sports games, man. Like, we talked about ice hockey. Yep. On which, the Genesis and on the NES. Um, well, yeah, I'm talking about on the I know, NES. I 80s versus early 90s. But yeah. when we start talking about ice hockey, you're going to get me into Genesis mode. I know. The NA, the NHL, which we both, that's that's one of the shared things, thankfully. Yep. Because uh, that's a big one. But yeah, ice hockey on the NES, fantastic. Um, a lot of the, the early cookie cutter sports, not the best, like tennis on the NES. Golf. You know, things. And golf, yeah. And not not the best. Of course, you, you got to love golf for what it is on the NES. Yeah. Which I actually didn't realize till recently. You know, on Wii Sports, the, um, the golf... It's the exact same layout hole for hole. No kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. They took the original NES Golf and then they every single hole in they that game. They just remade it. Remade it for Wii Sports. That's awesome. No, I and didn't I know that. that. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. That was really awesome to find out. 
which I think they might have also done that on Golf Story for Galf, the minigame. I think it might also be something like that, but Galf was based off of golf on the NES, which cool. I do hold, I do hold dear. I mean, I, you're not sitting there hitting it or anything, you know, it's all, you, you make your motion and the ball goes, but we still love that, man. I mean, it's a lot more difficult. It's not near as entry level as super rush. No, it's almost, you could almost call it a turn-based RPG. You almost could. Almost. Seriously. Seriously. That's a very interesting point. They need to make a turn-based golf RPG, Isn't which that, it basically is. Yeah, but I feel like you sent me a trailer for an actual golf RPG. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, the RP Golf Legends or whatever. Yeah. RPG Golf. RPG Golf Legends, yeah. Uh, and then there was another golf platformer, too. Or am I mixing that up? Yeah, Curse to Golf. Yes, Curse, Curse to, to golf. golf. Is that out yet? No, right? I don't think so, but we talked about that on a previous episode, and that's we a did. game I'm looking forward to a lot. That looks really fun. R- RP Golf Adventure also looks cool, but the Curse to Golf game is something that I I may pick up the first day it's available. Like It, it looks Definitely. Really, really fun. Yeah, man, I'm into it. That looks really good. Uh, look at us. We're talking about games that haven't come out. That's pretty I good. I know. I know. We're jumping <laughs> all around. But there's shit on the horizon. I mean, that's where we're at with the games. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, in five days, we'll have strikers. Yeah. And that's going to be that's ugh, unbelievable to think about. Yeah. But uh, we might as well just, instead of going so specifically, man, let's just mash it together with the, with the 90s. I mean, we're, you know, uh, the NES, we can go forever on. I think you touched upon Tech Mobile. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Just right out the gate. Uh, yeah. But moving forward to like Super Nintendo, Genesis, Genesis you yep. know what's first on my brain. We talked about NHL, but NBA Jam, NBA of course. Jam, yep. uh, I played NBA Jam. Uh, like I said, they even used to have one on the iPhone at where they had like the actual awesome. 3D, 3D models of the players' yeah. heads. Or, or it was like 3D... Body. It was NBA Jam. It was NBA Jam, yeah. But but even on, on the iPhone, that really speaks to the game that it was so fun. It's like you have your ball button and you just like tap it and hold it down and you release it to shoot. And it just goes to show the gameplay. It don't matter how you implement it, man. It's just so gratifying. Yep. I love that. But NBA Jam, another one, NFL Blitz 2000. I was going through my N64 games took them all off the shelf just to go through them. You know, sometimes I forget what I have mm-hmm. uh, because the N64 games, unlike the other ones, labels aren't face out. So I can't really survey them, you know? Uh, so I took them out, man. When I saw NFL Blitz 2000, it just made me think of all the times I emulated that on like my school laptop when I was younger. Like that was a game I actually played quite a bit yeah. on the Project 64, you know? Nice. Yeah. Uh, but NFL Blitz, gotta love it. Uh, we're in that N64 Genesis territory, dude. NHL. Well, when you get into the when you get into the N64 timeline, that's when you also get into PS1, and that's where I started talking about Madden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler's a Madden boy because I was playing Madden '98 at age five. Like that was that was something that was consistently like being played like. 
my dad used to give me the controller to return the ki- return his kickoffs. That was my first experience with the game. He would he would be he was like here R two is run left stick is you know I, I had been playing yeah. video games already at this point. It, it wasn't hard for me to to grasp. After, you know the first time I kind of didn't do very well, and then after that I picked it up pretty quickly. But yeah. It went from kickoffs, you know, quickly into me just playing. And then it just kind of stayed consistent. Um, sort of, you know, throughout my early childhood on the PS1 era. Um, and then it, it wasn't again until about probably 2011 that I started playing Madden as an adult. You're, you know, as like a older teenager into adulthood. Um, yeah. And that was when I really started going hard into just grinding the ladder, grinding the ranked queue um, on Madden with the Saints, like just absolutely sending it with my favorite team, like optimizing. You know, of course, I had my own save like you were using the official roster of the game, but you could configure your depth chart however you want. So I had the depth chart for almost every skill position kind of like optimized and I picked I had custom plays and everything and that was really like you took pride in your shit that was what I would do man I would get home from school when I was in high school and I would jump on and play Madden all pretty much all night just play ranked online like that was that was several years of gaming for me I would say um NBA live same thing um NCAA I actually used to play like in online leagues on NCAA, uh, you know, oh, football. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I had to play with my second team, which would be Georgia tech. Cause LSU was taken by somebody else in the league, unfortunately, <laughs> but Georgia tech hey. runs a very strange offense. So, uh, basically they have, they only run the ball. They pass the ball very infrequently, but their quarterback can run and they have two running backs at all times. Right. So, okay. Um, I put the third string running back as my quarterback since you're not passing it anyway. So I just basically had three running backs with Georgia tech and, uh, the league commissioner asked me to not do that. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was like that. That's fucked up, man. You should, because that was a big brain move. It was, I mean, it was a thing you could do in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. He was like, you can't put your halfback at quarterback. Like, I was like, why? You don't, that this team doesn't throw the ball. They have like it's, nine yeah. pass plays in the pay, in the playbook for like, you know, third and long, and that's it. Well, man, don't even have to know how to throw it. No, and he doesn't. <laughs> like, and I would never throw it because. I mean, in a normal Georgia Tech game in real life, at least in this era, it could be different now. But in 2013, 2014, you would see them throw the ball two to four times a game, maybe. Right. Like that. It was really like that. So, yeah. Anyway, not to get off on a tangent, but that was that was when I really started uh, playing Madden was in high school. But the PS1 era was kind of the, the progenitor for that for me. Yeah, I mean, it was a big time for a lot of people with, uh, and the 64 too, man. It, it's funny. I haven't really talked about it, but I have those, I have three sports games. I got complete in box for like three bucks a piece. What is it? FIFA 64. 
That's cool. All Star Baseball '99. Okay. And I think Olympic Hockey '98. I'm like, who who kept these random sports games so immaculate in their boxes? And that's N64 titles. Yeah. Any any complete inbox in sixty four game is worth holding on to, in my opinion. Oh, you know I dove right on them. I mean, like you know, this was a pawn shop thing, so somebody mm-hmm. emptied a bag out, and I see box. I don't give a shit what sports game or what. I'm like everything's in here. Like I look, I'm like oh manual yeah. and everything safety yeah, like, info. What, what you want to pay for them? I'm like I give you three bucks a piece. Got it. It's trash to them. You know, they, it's literally they in a think, trash bag. They don't think anybody's going to come buy this. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what, they're they were happy wrong to get three bucks a piece. I came right on through. Yeah. That was one of the last, the last major pickups I actually got, not the veer off, but it's sports related. But that was one of the last major pickups I got, man, was a nice little bag that contained those three boxed N64 games. Yeah, I, yeah. I never really came across boxed N64 other than that, to be honest with you. No. Absolutely but not. As we've said before, though, anytime you get a boxed games, that ninety eight percent of the time the cartridges are immaculate. No Means question. They've been kept yeah. in the fucking boxes, you know. Because I mean, a lot. Most it, it takes a lot to scuff an N sixty four cartridge. Like those things stay in good shape just by design because of the nature of the plastic and the labels they use. Like as long as they're protected, they're not going to wear over time, really. Yeah, but I'm, you know. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, like, even without the shelfware, they they still have that gloss on the label. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, but you're right. These things are made to stand the test of time, dude. That's what you love to see on these N64 games. Yeah, that's why our uh, our childhood favorites have been slid across the floor, but still are fully intact and. You can look at the label and still appreciate it. I mean, my Mario 64, I can't believe that still is intact. Like, it's certainly seen some shit. I mean, between me and two brothers. My my buddy handed me back my copy of DK64 that Oof. he had acquired on accident. And it looked like it had been dragged through a parking lot. Like, it, it looks rough, but it works. Happy just to I'm, have it, dude. I'm thankful for that. I'm yep. thankful that I, that he had it at all. But yep, yeah. you know, every time we talk about sports games, I always in my mind, I'm like Mario Kart, yes or no? I think no, because you know we already we already did do this topic for Mario Kart, but th- that leads to the broader question of: Are we talking about racing games in general? Because that again, is it almost its own entire topic, right? It is. I mean, really, when you, uh, racing opens it up so much. I mean, it is its own genre of game. I think that we, we keep it to actual mechanical sports, right, for now, and then Absolutely. we'll do one of these on, on racing another time. Or an, yep. a racing game-specific discussion topic. I think that's yeah. a good one. There's other 90s hot titles we have to mention i mean uh we talked about nfl street nba street uh NBA specifically street, yeah, volume that's, two for you well volume one for me um and that's that's when you get into the ps2 gamecube era yeah but yeah NBA that's street, where i'm more shifting one. towards we were talking about it uh off mic but yeah that that game is awesome 
Definitely, bro. That, that that's one I didn't know, but it's one I played with friends because it was so popular. It was like Midnight Club. We talked about Dub Edition. I mean, everybody had it. And you did I not have that to, game. Did not have to own these games to have hands on with them. And NBA Street Volume One. Um, I feel like that that is so up your alley, just because it almost feels like the spiritual sequel to something like NBA Jam, because it's in that same yeah. slightly arcadey. The only exactly. difference is it's outdoors, and, but it's almost the same vibe. And you made me think, uh, what I thought you was going to say is something you now made me think of. It's kind of like NFL Street is like a spiritual successor to NFL Blitz. Definitely. I, I agree with that. And it's, and it's that type around. of thing. You know, <laughs> when we were going into this topic, you know what I remember that I would have never thought of, dude? What's that? Was, uh, do you remember the backyard games, like backyard baseball? Yes. Dude, my cousin had every backyard sports game. He was a big sports, like played every sport, just naturally gifted. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he was he's like five years younger than me. So he came up on video games and everything, too. So he was backyard sports. A one. Like I would go over there. He would get me on there. I know. I don't think I ever owned any of the games myself, but I played them so much when I was over there that I feel like, well, familiar with the entire like lineup yeah the um the only one i ever owned was backyard baseball and it was on game boy advance and i actually really like the game off i feel shitty that i didn't bring up this game at any point when we brought up gba games it wouldn't have been top five favorite but uh i, I didn't have some work at backyard games on the gba yeah i don't know which other ones besides baseball but you know that that's a baseball game i remember pretty fondly and uh, when I think of baseball, since we are starting to move forward a little bit, we like I said, we don't have to be so specific on window, but I think of Wii Sports baseball. Anytime baseball video games come up. And uh, and it's so it, sad that Switch Sports doesn't have baseball. I know. I, I just, I'm just going to come out and say it. And that's for the second time. I, I told you I was talking to one of my brothers before, and he asked me about the baseball, if they had it on there. Then I talked to my other brother. And about the bowling videos I was putting up, and he's like, "You gonna do anything with baseball?" I was like, "I would, I would, but it's not on." So there, there we are, two for two on Such brothers. That first thing they ask is about the baseball, almost assuming it's there, which it's not wrong of them to assume so. No, you would expect it to be there. It's not like, it's not like it's not popular in Japan. I mean, baseball is the most popular single sport in Japan. So it's oh, not man. like it's a, it's a sheerly American thing. And that's what I was telling my girl. We, we, we make regular sessions out of the take turns bowling. And then when they come out with new sets, uh, we, we'll grind the sets. I just grind. I meant to bring it up on the news. They did come out with a new set, which I think Wednesday nights, it seems like is the day for these sets that they're coming out. Uh, but they just came out with the dance collection. So I actually got some pretty cool stuff on there. You ought to check it out. Uh, but we've been taking time and doing these take turns on the bowling. And I, and I was just telling her yesterday or so, imagine how fun it would be to be pitching and hitting. Like, you know, we're bowling right now. Imagine how fun it would be to have baseball and switch sports. And the way they implement everything so well, it's like an upgraded formula for everything from Wii Sports. So you can only imagine if it was that fun then how great it would be on this current iteration. 
I agree. I mean, there's, you know, they've definitely implemented pitching mechanics before. I mean, obviously you could play two player on Wii Sports with that. So it's not anything that should be too, too difficult to implement. I think they just nixed it for preferential reasons more than anything. I think it's one that they would wait on for the sake of animation. They have to do a lot of animation for outfielders and for these plays. I could see them being like, let's make the baseball a back burner one because there's a lot to... You think it could still be coming? I do think it's coming, but it's not as simple as it was. On Wii Sports, everything, you know, these sports mates are a lot more complex than what you had on Wii Sports. That's the true. Basic it was just a, a bobblehead on, on Wii yeah. Sports, basically. Totally. So this is, for them to get these animations of all the moving parts Fully of baseball. anatomical like, takes, movement. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It would take more time than uh, the other ones, which you could say the same for golf. The golf's going to be its own engine, and they're going to have all... I could see a golf game being a lot to fuck with as far as development. I know, but I, I need it in my life. I need it, too. It's going to... Bowling and golf, A1, switch sports, love it. November can't come fast enough. I mean, I'll hold off. It's all good. But that's going to be big anticipation. When that shit comes out, we're going to be blowing up on here, dude. Is that confirmed when we're getting golf? I don't, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I just remember when we originally got the solid announcement, they said golf was coming. I believe it. They said November. I think they said fall. Or I can't fall. remember, though. Either way, they said it was coming this the end of the year. Let's roll with that. Let's be generous. Just give it uh, to me when you can. But golf games, we love hot shots. You played Tiger Woods. I did not. Yep. I Quite a lot, want, yeah. I knew you'd want to talk about Tiger Woods for at least a moment on here. Man, Tiger Woods on the Wii, that <laughs> was next level for me. I don't know why, just something about the full swing motion mechanics combined with the full EA Sports that's in the game, treatment of like career mode and, and everything. It, it, it was very satisfying to improve and be good at the game. You actually felt like it had some correlation with with you know maybe not with actual golf skill but with game knowledge at the least you know what i mean there was a ton of different shots you could hit that just aren't available in some of these more arcade style games that you and i play um yeah and and just a lot more mechanical depth but um that being said i feel like you can capture a lot of that that is important in something like switch sports without all of the extra that comes alongside it. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of the thought I had uh, yesterday when I was talking to my girl and I was like, they could have just packaged. This is just um, Nintendo switch bowling. <laughs> and for $40, I would have been thrilled. Yeah. You know? Uh, so when they take one sport, and they do it right, and they've really focused in on it. That's what it sounds like Tiger Woods was. It was the focusing in on making a great golf yeah, game. Yeah, just like any EA implementing Sports game. Motion. However, you know, obviously through the years, the quality on EA Sports, that's a t- another discussion entirely. But 
Um, yeah, yeah, like you said, it was a full and, you know, these games were ugly because they were not meant to be beautiful because they were on the Wii, right? Like the, the Wii, but the say Wii what you ugly, want. That's the ugly that we loved. Are it they, was. It was. Oh, and man. I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. But it, it, it still hit home just in terms of the mechanics of swinging and putting. It was very gratifying. Even when I see video of Wii Sports, I, I I start to think back to when they first were announced in Switch Sports and like realizing why I was so set on that look. Just because yeah. it looks so nostalgic to Definitely. me. Definitely. Everything being so rubbery looking, you know. Definitely, dude. So the Wii is definitely a sweet spot for that. Uh, anything on the DS that comes to mind? I just wanted to ask because I thought of Hoops 3 on 3. No, that's nah. a highlight because we don't really get Mario basketball very often. I didn't have a ton of... I, I didn't always love handheld sports games. Me neither. I mean, that's Especially definitely Especially when it comes to the more realistic franchises. The to Mario always, stuff we've talked about so much. I mean, yeah. that, to me, in my mind, I'm trying to think of things other than that because we've literally had a Mario sports discussion. Correct. Uh, but on handheld, Mario kills the sports Definitely. Absolutely. Camelot but there wasn't much else it. for me there. Yeah. Uh, getting into more modern, though, we got our hands full. We do. Uh, normally, when you think of sports game, that, that could think, you know, you think, oh, FIFA, and you think of 2K. But, man, if you're, if you're a Nintendo console adopter, you got a lot of options when it comes to sports games a lot more than just your standard lineup you know let me ask you when you say when you talk about sports games do you consider rocket league to be part of the conversation it's a really good question because i actually do consider it i do i I think it's at the heart of it i think it's a soccer game it is a soccer game i think it's you know it suffers because it's not it's not really a real sport, right? It's cars, but like everything else. And I've talked about, I actually did an entire tangent about this on a different episode (laughs) about how, as long as, I mean, there is no content in rocket league. That's not cars playing sports against one another. Right. In a timed match, there's practice. Oh, yeah. mode. They got hoops. They have all kind of shit on there. Correct. But there's practice mode. There's that format and that's it. There's nothing else in the game at all other than loot crates and stuff like that. But there's no story mode. There's no cut scenes. There's no dialogue. It's a it's a sports game. Like it literally is you queue up, you play and like you know, it's digital, but like an athletic match against somebody and it's done. You score the match and, and you, there's a winner and a loser. So in that, you know, in that sense, in the sense that soccer or hoops is a sport in a video game, I, I, I mean, you know, to me, that makes it a sports game. I mean, uh, yeah, like a great explanation, but I don't even think it's needed. I think Rocket League is solidified as one of the best sports games, honestly. Definitely. I mean, it certainly had, you know, as far as it's still to this day has a high number of people actively playing it. And I don't think a lot of sports games can say that after 
eight years, seven, six, eight years. Like no, it's definitely stood the test of time, and it stayed relevant. Yeah, and they. I think the fact that they, you know, they've updated the game and they've tweaked the physics very slightly, but the core mechanics and physics of the game have never changed. And I think also, that that's. Absolutely. Beautiful. Gotta love soccer on Switch Sports being so much like Rocket League. I do love that, man. I would I love, love to play it. some more soccer. Yeah, I, I never got to bust out the leg strap yet. I actually want to do that, and we got to do the swing mode on Super Rush. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, we did talk about that, and that that might even have to happen before you come here. Uh, but, yeah. But because definitely while you're here, about- I'll be into it. All the talk about Swiss sports golf, we can get a little early taste of it to hold us over with the motion on Super Rush. We're button yep. boys. I mean, what can we say? You know, just check it out. I mean, the fact that we haven't tried it is a little bit embarrassing to, to me, you know, considering how much we've played the game and how much we say. I think we even talked about motion controls being something we were excited by the, yep. the possibility of. You're right. Yep, and uh, even short term, I, I said I was going to try the leg strap on the soccer out on Switch Sports. Still haven't. So we'll two things, two things we're going to get at. One thing that we're going to talk about in our next segment is a is a backlog, because uh, I, I think that we're going to he- hear that that word come up a lot in our next segment. You are uh, right about that. Yeah. So yeah, that that applies here as well. Definitely. Uh, but we kind of meandered all over the place here, but I feel we like did, we've, but we've professed our love to the genre here for sure. Definitely. And listen, the future is always ongoing. The, uh, the immediate future. I mean, just next weekend. Five, yeah. Five days from recording this, we're going to have strikers battle league. Yep. And that's going to be a whole sort of sub like, life for us in my opinion once again yeah uh, another just another, another 100 hour needed. time sink at least <laughs> like star easy. road strikers finally like next by next episode under the magical circumstances that they may be under yep uh star road strikers is going to be a live thing so yep. i'm looking forward to that yep. great yep. great note to close out on the sports discussion with, yeah man. yeah and as far as the distant future we were going to get into vr and how that could potentially impact the experience of playing sports games i think we should we should save that speculation for another day i think but you're right I, just, I think there's a lot to that because we could, we could go sport for sport Sport for sport, I agree. Or implementation of that. And I think it's something we may see sooner than people might think. Um, But something like Shambara, that's the type of thing that gets me thinking about those scenarios. Definitely. Like I said, the first person intuitive really truly feels like what's in front of you is happening. Yeah. Uh, the, The prospect of just like playing a Madden franchise mode in VR and just living out that career like that to me, it, it seems incredible. Um, even though I don't really play Madden anymore, if that was a thing, I probably would, if there was Madden VR, I'd probably be in on that. I got to tell you this, uh, the striking Vipers count as a sports game. 
Next topic. <laughs> Top five JRPGs. On Switch. On Switch. Let's be let's be very specific about that. Yes. And yeah, we talked um, about uh, about how that makes this a harrowing experience because we've got the online catalogs, we've got ports, we've got the Switch exclusive bangers. A lot to pick from. I went really, really simple and straightforward with my list. I went straightforward. I picked some predictable ones. I just really wrote down, what, like, until I got to my last one or two, it was like, bang, bang, bang. We have a shared honorable mention, and there's going to be overlap. Um, these are in no particular order. And we both have a huge backlog of time for RPGs, especially JRPGs in this vein that we have not put the time that we want to into them. I think you would agree with that. I mean, we're, we're adults. We're working men, Tyler. We do what we can. Yeah. So that, that's where the caveats come in. Uh, I'm going to talk about some games that I wish that I had played more. All of them. Uh, <laughs> And that's 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 all there is to say, Sterling. There's no shame look. in that. I mean, these are hundred hundred plus multi hundred hour games. Easily, yeah. Especially with the completionist mentality that you and I both have. It's a curse. The curse slash blessing of of completionism. But I got to tell you, the I agree. The honorable mention is something that is top of both of our lists. If it correct, wasn't this would have been number one for me. Uh, this after is making like my list. Yeah, this is like the Star Road pick. Correct. And it's triangle strategy. Done. We did a video review on this game. Check out that uh, that video if you've not already. Um, I feel like we... A glowing we, review. We really gave it a glowing review. And even when we get made that review, we were not as far along in the game as we both are now, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not... I don't I'm think I'm still a little slightly ahead of where you are, though you're probably pretty probably. close to caught up with me. But um I'm sure you would agree. I feel like I'm not even ten percent into the game in terms of like the amount of stuff there is to do. Yeah, and that's what I like. I like being overwhelmed with oh, time to go to the base camp. Oh, there's another side mission. Oh, like that that's what we live for when it comes to RPGs. Yep. Um, so that's the shared honorable mention for me. It would be number one, number two, somewhere in there. Absolutely. It's just, um, it's just a cozy place to be. Yeah. If you have a switch and you like RPGs, tactical RPGs, final fantasy tactics, fire emblem. If these things appeal to you, give triangle strategy a shot. I know it's not an established franchise like most of these other games. Um, so it's a little bit, you know, it might not be as motivating to get into, but it's worth it. At least download the demo. I mean, listen, they've got nothing to hide. This is a fantastic game. Very rich mechanically. Lots of... It has one of the deepest implementations of a decisions matter mechanic that I've ever seen. Like, and I, I feel like I don't even know the full extent of what all my decisions are doing, but you, when you start to pick up on it, it's extremely rewarding to feel like your decisions matter, to feel like you're 
sense of integrity matters and you get to, you know, you get to decide how the story plays out more or less. That feeling we got whenever fable was like a new thing. Definitely. I think that's a good comparison for that feeling that you get for sure, where there, there's so much variability. It's almost like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. It could be anything from a reflection of who you really are to who you are in a video game, you know? Yeah. You can live out whatever version of events you want. It doesn't have to be exactly one-to-one with what you would do in real life, especially on multiple playthroughs. And that's what makes me excited is to beat the game, complete it, and then potentially beat it again, making different decisions along the way. Exactly. That's exactly the point I was going to jump in with is when you make your first big, big decision that that alters the course, which city you visit that first time. Yep. That's exactly what I knew you were going to say. I mean, that already told me I'll be playing this more than once. I mean, yep, there's no because question I want to see it. what happens on the other timeline. I, I want the I want the alternate route. Yep. Uh, another game that does that. We were shitting on the J thing from Wolfenstein: The New Order, but there is a point where you have to choose who dies, and then the game changes dramatically. I love shit like that. After you decide who dies. I love those types of so mechanics. So at, at that moment, I said, okay, I'm going to gonna be coming back and choosing the other scenario because I got to, you know. Yep. Another game that comes to mind just with this is is Fallout New Vegas specifically. like mm, Fallout in general, yeah. Fallout in general, but New Vegas specifically is, is the biggest example of, of this mechanic where sometimes there is no going back and you have factional loyalties to consider and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, not to spend this long on the honorable mention. It is worth it though. I mean, it's, it's a high rank on this list. Um, triangle strategy. It really doesn't even seems like it needs to be a shared honorable mention because half the picks on these lists are going to be shared between both of us. I'm anticipating (laughs) it now, but we're just going to glow at every game that's brought up. So, yep. Let's send it, man. I want to hear your number five. My number five is Final Fantasy X, to HD Remaster. That one is on my list as well at number four. I thought so. But what can we say, Tyler? You know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Final Fantasy X. I am of the opinion that while some of the dialogue... And, and this, this game could have actually been on... Uh, was it last episode's podcast? Yes, it it was actually an inspiration for the topic. Obviously, Titus's laugh and a lot of what Titus does in general. Uh, But it didn't actually make it into either of our cuts. But it It needs to be cited as... It could have made it. Inspiration. Definitely. But all that aside, mechanically, the game is is clean. It's It's clean. clean. The branching path of upgrading... I personally love that. Love that skill tree. As overwhelming as it is, it's a it's where you want to be. I love it, and and I do too. Yeah, I think that that is what speaks the most to me about the game is just the combat, the mechanics, and and everything there. It feels rich, and it feels just about as high level as anything Final Fantasy has to offer. And for this to be available on the Switch. 
we are in love. And the game looks great, especially when you look at the cutscenes and everything in, in the remaster. Oh, yeah. The the base, you know, the normal gameplay looks better. The cutscenes look incredible. Yeah. I think we talked about that before. That is what saw the most drastic uptick in quality was the cutscenes. But if you never played FF10 and you're a fan of RPGs, just be on the lookout. These games go on sale frequently on the eShop. Yeah. So and and the 10 remaster, it runs flawlessly on the Switch. I mean, it feels like it belongs there. So couldn't recommend picking this up more. I own this game physically and digitally on Switch, and it's the only PS2 title I own. Only one on the shelf. So you own it three times over, more or less. Yeah. And I also have a disc and manual only that I came across. Uh, but it's a greatest hits version. The one on the shelf is a clean black oh yeah nice but what about you man number five number five for me is a game that you will have played more than me but it's probably not on your list uh and that's fire emblem three houses oh wow yeah it's not on my list i have only played the first little bit of this game and that's why it's lower on my list i have already gotten some of the charm and magic of the game but I want to spend a lot more time on it. This backlog that we're speaking of has been my biggest limiting factor on that. But I know the game's amazing. I've played it. I've seen it played. And I just know what Fire Emblem has to offer. And that this is kind of like the the pinnacle and also sort of like they kind of went a little bit different approach with the storytelling in, in this game. And I think that it really worked well. So... Um, this is another game that I definitely <laughs> recommend for sure. I mean, all these games are going to be recommendations. If you like, if you like this type of game and you have a switch, um, just be on the lookout for these things on the eShop for sure. Yeah. This is one that my girl owns mm-hmm. and she's, uh, a, I mean, she's played it more than both of us probably oh, yeah. 10 times over. I, I think just, it just hit the hundred hour mark. Yeah. Last she played, but, um, yeah, loved it, and I, and I and I played it some, of course. Uh, watched her play more than I played, honestly, in some long battles. I got to tell you, I love that shit's, though. Shit's impressive. Yeah, you could put in. Uh, I would be more nervous than her, but she was confident in what she was doing. But I'd be like, man, if you, if you lose this, this is like forty five minutes of grinding. Like, so it's intense. Uh, Triangle strategy gets there as well. <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, but Three Houses, great pick. I mean, the storytelling in the game is great. It's got the things we like and love about Octopath Traveler. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Triangle Strategy. I mean, it has elements of both, for sure. Yeah, but with Triangle Strategy, I meant like they have the exploration mode, which is done around the school for the most part on Three Houses. But they have those in-between transitional, they do it with the calendar. Everything plays out on a calendar in Three Houses, so you have variety in gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that makes it shine. Great music, great graphics, great everything. It's a good pick. It's a great game. Definitely yep. going to be putting more time on that, too. Um, I fear let's that my number, num- number th- four, number and four. I fear that we have cr- we'll crossover here, honestly. Let's hear it. Final Fantasy VII. I won't tell you where it is on my list, well, but uh, it may be number one. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. I, I think I mentioned it before, the night or day that this dropped, I remember sitting there by myself and celebrating that 
it was on Switch now and firing it up and basking in the fact that I was playing Final Fantasy VII on Switch. It's number one on my list for the sheer fact that, in my opinion, it's the best JRPG ever made or that I've ever played, certainly. Um, it's certainly one of the most overall appealing so games. for that reason, if it's if it's the if it's the number one JRPG overall, it's got to be the number one on Switch too, right? Like, uh, and and that was the the, the fine line for me because there's some rough things that were cut. We could talk about it later or not, whatever. But there were some rough things that were cut. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is included on the Switch. I mean, you can get it digitally in its glory. So there's no reason not to have it on the list. Correct. And it's very, very affordable. I mean, we see these Square Enix sales happen all the time, and you see Final Fantasy on sale for seven forty nine. I mean, seven on sale for seven forty nine. One of the can't, best games ever made. Can't really top that. Yeah, doesn't take you, up a lot of space on your Switch either. If, if that's you don't a big have concern. this game, I I recommend it almost to anyone, even if you're not a JRPG fanboy. If you have patience. You can learn what there is to know about the game. If you get stuck, use a guide. I mean, literally, there's some parts of the main story first time through. You're not going to know what to do. Let's just be honest. Or it's going to take some real figuring out. It's a very open-ended game as far as solving some of what you need to do to progress the story. Um, yeah, and I love that it feels like such a, such a push to get out of Midgar, but then you realize... That that was just... You haven't done anything. A blip. That was a blip on the you map. You haven't done anything at that point. You have not done a thing. Yes. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that's a great pick, obviously. Uh, the best agree pick, more. according to you. Yep. My number three is probably going to be the last and only one that is um, individual to my list. And it's, I snuck it. Sterling, I'm sneaky. I'm you a are. sneaky boy. You are. Uh, this I can confirm. I You're set sneaky. this up I've already. Said it so many times. I set this up already. This episode, my number three is Golf Story. Ooh, you are fucking sneaky. JRPG, dude. I mean, even if it isn't Japanese, in I'm not sure if the, you know, if it falls under the direct category, but it is close enough to where I consider it as worthy of this list. It's it's, it's a totally worthy. I mean, it's listen. a sprite art game that we agreed is more or less turn based. There is an XP progression system. I don't know, man. We talked about NES golf being a turn based RPG. We didn't talk about golf story. I was talking about Golf Story. When no, I we were talking that. about golf on NES, my brother. <laughs> I was trying to set up Golf Story. And it's funny because I did go to golf. So subliminally, we did go to Golf Story. But yes, it's a stretch. I had to I had to do something with this list that was a little different. I understand. If if we would have talked about this, I probably would have fit Paper Mario in. That was a cut I made because I didn't think it fell into the JRPG. Is it actually better than any other than any of the games on your list, though? That's debatable, Tyler. It's Paper Mario. It's I'm Paper a huge Mario, fucking fan. Are you going to put it pound for pound against, you know, FF10? I don't know. Pound for pound, it could go up against a lot of these titles because it's a fucking amazing game. But I'm not changing my list. 
so it's okay. Golf Story. Golf Story is a, a fantastic game. I feel like it fits on the list. It's close. You know, it's not RP Golf Adventure, you know, but it's close. But even that is like purely reminiscent of Golf Story. I mean, when you look at that, you think Golf Story. So uh, that's a great pick, man. Anytime Golf Story comes up, I'm hyped. Next for me, uh, I, this might be on your list. I imagine it is, but Octopath Traveler. That's my number I two. I That's my whole list. It. Your list is done? Yep. Well, uh, I saw this coming, but yes. Octopath Traveler was a Switch exclusive for quite a while. Quite a while, yeah. When I got the game in 2018, when I got my Switch, it was Switch exclusive. Uh, luckily, people are blessed with the option to play... Things like this, uh, Bravely Default 2, probably soon, Triangle Strategy, oh I imagine, God, a year, dude. a year and a half. I would I would consider rebuying Triangle Strategy on the Steam Deck. I shit you not, with achievements and everything, I'd rebuy it. Imagine that's your, that's your chance to make all the different decisions. Yep. Oh, but then you'd have to make them the other way again for the achievements. Because you know there's going to be achievements for taking each course, you know. Probably like if all these side, all the these little tertiary characters that you get, those are all based on the decisions that you make. So there could be achievements tied to unlocking certain characters and stuff like that, you know. I like clearing achievements on games that I'm I really like. So if I got Triangle Strategy, I'd have to flex on that game. I'd have to, you know. And that's the problem with these RPGs, man. It's like. I've played so much Final Fantasy VII, but when you get on PC and realize how how much progression is involved in even getting from one achievement to the next, you start being like, ah, I'm not going to play this game to, to get achievements on it, you know? Dude, it's so funny. I booted up Old School RuneScape on the Steam Deck just to see... Oh. Just to see what it... Just, you know, how it ran. Because, right, you don't think about a point-and-click game on the Steam Deck in that way. Right. But I was just curious, but I had never really <coughs> logged in to my main account on Steam before. And so when I did, I got 19 out of 20 achievements unlocked, like just for logging in. Oh, I didn't even know they had achievements for it on there. It, they're like, they're all free to play. You can get all the achievements in the first like 30 minutes of playing. Maybe oh, not so 30 you, minutes. So if you just boot it from Steam and then log in, you get achievements? I get, yeah, but I mean, I have like a later game account, obviously, but I got like 19 achievements out of 20 just for, Dang. just for signing in really. I'm gonna have to sign in then. Cause I'm sure that shit's going to pop. It's like talk to the Duke in Lumbridge castle. Oh God. Yeah. I'm going to have shit pop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and like some of the achievements I got were stuff that I hadn't technically. I like still I have my original account, like the regular RuneScape one, and then I have my yeah. OSRS, you know? Yeah. So I, I, should, I should do that. Why not? It's but interesting to see what... They, they did a lot with the Steam client on that game. Um, I'm shocked they have achievements at all, be honest it, with you. It feels token. Like, it really doesn't... 
The achievements aren't I anything see. that actually matters in like in terms of progressing the game. You could easily get all the all the achievements in the first day of playing. Oh, I see. It's yeah. just like basic tasks. Basic not, tasks, yeah. exactly. Stuff where if you were a kid and played RuneScape and then you download OSRS on Steam, you're going to look at these achievements and be like, oh, yeah, get my haircut in Falador. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it's literally stuff like that. So it's not really intended for grinders such as myself. I uh, understand. To, to have any. I wish there were cool late game achievements like getting KC at a certain boss or unlocking a certain item or getting a certain drop. I would love. I think that would be super cool. Yeah, um, I'm sure even though I don't play those. the game anymore, I haven't really talked about that on the podcast, but I, I don't play OSRS anymore these days. Um, he quit the stuff, kids. Yeah, just too much in personal life going on to, to have time for it, unfortunately. But if there was achievements for like in-game stuff, that would be really sick. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Getting a quest cape, stuff like that, like that, that would just make so much sense. And I think that, you know, they want to, I, I think that they do want to move over to, sorry, we're totally deviating from the list to talk about old school RuneScape. You don't have a list left, so hey. I don't. I I do think that the Steam client will become the official and eventually only client for OS. So we may, you know, see more on the achievement front eventually. It's pretty new. Like the, the Steam client for the game is pretty new. Yeah. But anyway, let's hear... Are we done? Did we get everything there was on Octopath? I mean, no, I, not at all. It, it's fantastic. We deviated, but I just, uh, you know, it was a Switch exclusive, which that's how we got to the Steam thing because we were talking about Triangle Strategy. Not on Steam yet, but if it follows the trend of these Square Enix oh, yeah. games, it will be. But Octopath and is on Steam. Octopath is indeed on Steam, and it goes on sale for thirty bucks from time to time. Something to think about. For Absolute the deck, steal. For the deck, that's something to think about, even for us owning it on the Switch. I probably uh, wouldn't. I don't know why, <laughs> just because I have barely made it too far into the, the main game on on Switch. So I don't know if I would buy it again yet. But yeah. for something like Triangle Strategy, the fact that the game is so decision-based, that definitely makes me tempted to buy it on, on Steam, especially if it ever eventually goes on sale for 30 as well which would be Ooh, not anytime soon yeah obviously the game's not even there yet but someday yep. i could see myself making that transaction for sure no question uh moving on with my number two since you have nothing unfortunately that's fine uh bravely default too yep and this is a game that i technically own but because of the rpg backlog i lent it out to a friend um right after it came out still haven't played it he still has it um which is fine i still probably wouldn't have played it but i will get that back from him and play it eventually i knew i was gonna love bravely default 2 for as long as it was announced just because i'm a huge fan of bravely default on 3ds mm -hmm. so i knew what to expect and we got what i expected uh incredible visuals incredible music and kind of like with Octopath, just enough of a twist on that turn-based combat set of mechanics to just keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. uh, the class system in this game is fantastic. 
uh, you know, it's it's just different enough to deviate from Final Fantasy and give you a bit more of a fresh take on the job systems. Uh, I mean, I could I could glow about this game forever. Uh, the, it's always the the series has shined with the combination of the 3D and the hand drawn. This is just Square Enix at their most artistic, mm-hmm. uh, and then Triangle Strategy being. To me, it's like the pinnacle of what they do. I don't know. I, you could argue that one game looks better than another, but... It's just two different art um, styles. I, yeah. I don't feel like you can really compare them in that way. But overall, you could talk about the, the charm... Definitely. ...that goes into an RPG of this nature, you know. Uh, but Brave of the Fall 2 does it great, man. Uh, deserves to be high up on the list. And I couldn't have made the list without it, honestly. I think yep. you should you should know what my number one is. I do. Well, yeah, I, I assume I know. You know. So you want to say it? Would you like me to introduce it for you? Yes. All right, Sterling's I, number one. I want to see if you know it. Sterling's number one is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yes, it is. It is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. This is a game that I don't think you've played. That's correct. I've never, played, sure, any, I've sure never played one second of one Xenoblade <laughs> game. You sat here and listened to me talk about it enough, though. I have, I have watched... It, you know, I've watched the game be played on video before. I have a basic understanding of the combat, um, but no, I'm not familiar with the games beyond that. And I know that there's a an HD remake of the first one on the Switch. That's something I haven't picked up but have a lot of interest in. I also have interest uh, in that. That's probably where I would start. Yeah, but like I said, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't have been interested in getting to. And then falling in love with two. None of that would have happened if I wouldn't have gotten uh, the first one on the 3DS when mm-hmm. they did Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Uh, I liked that enough to get two, and I'm glad I did because I like two even more than the first one. Yep. Uh, three is right around the corner, and I'm you know I got high expectations for it. So Xenoblade does a lot with storytelling, uh, so. You know, almost more than anything, I'm more curious about where the story goes, where it is in the timeline. Uh, seems like they hop around timelines a lot with Xenoblades. It's hard to know if this is going to be a hundred years before, a thousand years after. You know, you never know. Yeah, definitely. Or so, uh, or but, all of the above. Yeah. But they do a great job with the storytelling. So no doubt it's going to be fantastic because two was, I mean, it's a hit, man. Yep. I'm glad that the West picked up on it well enough for it to perform like it has definitely yeah i still have an interest in playing the first two um it'll it'll happen eventually maybe in the next five years yeah the the value is not going down on the physical copy so no the man that's one thing that we didn't really get into we differ very much on our digital and physical desires when it comes to these games because every single one of these games i own digitally that's on my list i own every single one physically something about rpgs except just, for final fantasy 7 because there's no option yeah something about rpgs just makes me want to boot them digitally i don't know why i can't explain it hey it is what it is bro Gotta have my cart, gotta have my case. I get it. And I'm that way with most things, but with RPGs, it doesn't seem as it doesn't seem as important as the advantage of having it digitally. I don't know why. But what about the beautiful cardboard box that the Switch Sports comes in? 
That I bought digital just on a whim because I wanted to play with you as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. No, but the I could see the accessibility of RPGs being a digital selling point for Definitely. sure. And when you uh, couple in the fact that the Xenoblade games cost more than $60 to buy physical uh, in some cases... That makes digital even more enticing. You know what I mean? True, true, yeah. But then again, it also means uh, the the value of the copy is not going down. So if you ever want to really make your money back. to me. But not yeah. relevant to me either because I'm not selling my copy of Xenoblade 2. So, right. Uh, I guess it's not relevant at all. But digitally, uh, you know, I'm a collector, man. It just yeah, is what it is. For if sure. If you're dropping 60 on the same shit, I'm going physical. Uh, For the most part, I'm there, too. But with RPGs, I don't know. There's just... I can't explain it. Makes sense to me, bro. But hey, what a top five. I didn't think we would run out of... Run out of runway? So We ran out of runway. I mean, uh, you know, you hardly got to take off. But I mean, we covered... We knew that going in. That's why I didn't even bother comparing, because I knew this was going to happen, and that's okay. I was prepared for it. Yeah, but I think we did talk about the best RPGs on the Switch. Definitely. Earthbound, Painful Cut, Earthbound and Beginnings, both painful cuts. I would have loved to put them. But to be honest with you, uh, I haven't played the games as extensively as ones mentioned. Correct. So, you know, any any of these ones I mentioned, are t- I've put serious, serious time into. The most time I put into Earthbound is times I've emulated it and then primarily virtual console on 3ds mm-hmm. which hopefully you got your earthbound on there uh before the card option went down <laughs> but uh, i guess it's on switch online so it's not the biggest yeah. worry in the world uh, also if we truly are getting the game boy collection as has been speculated and rumored and leaked or whatever well i haven't thought about that in a bit then this list looks very different for me you ain't lying. And, and and you know something? I, I could have easily put one of the Saga games, which would be Final Fantasy Legend from yep. that Saga. I'm going to pick up that Saga collection one of these days, as a matter of fact. It does go on sale just, I, just quite a bit. I've been meaning to it. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I have all three cartridges. Man, you know, what's the point? But then I'm like, ah, but still, man, I love the Legend games. I love Saga, so... Yeah. Uh, that you know that That's one I couldn't put on the list because I wouldn't know which one to pick, though. Uh, probably three. Three is the most on track with being the standard RPG formula we know because the first two are dramatically different. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about mm-hmm. you kill an enemy, you eat its meat, you turn into a vampire. Suddenly the mechanics and stats go fucking ape shit, and then you're it's a totally different game. Wow, that sounds cool. Uh, pretty wild, yeah. But that's that's where they they kind of shine and how different they are. Uh, but. What a top five, Tyler. JRPGs, yep. rough cuts. Makes me want to play some RPGs. Me too. Makes me want to get on some triangle strategy. Yep. But how about a three-shot, which is a usual dosage for the episode, Tyler? Yep. Usually Let's we like to it. cap it off with a casual three-shot. Monster Sanctuary is a game we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I, I said, actually this is right up this up. Alley. Yep. So the game is normally $19.99. We're looking at it $6.79 until the 15th. 
I don't know if you pulled the trigger on that already, but I think you're I planning haven't, on but it. I will do. Yeah, I'm interested in it. It looks pretty cool. It's a fun game. It really is. Uh, it, it interesting to combine the turn-based combat with the Metroidvania. You know, uh, that's a comparison or or a mashup that we definitely are welcome to. Yeah, I am. I'm definitely interested for sure. Uh, the horror bundle, Paratopic and Fatum Batula. I actually played through Paratopic. It's a very interesting game. I think it's trying to send a message through that I didn't pick up on. Okay. Um, interesting nonetheless. Uh, these games, I think, were made by the same people who are doing the Mysteries Under Lake Ophelia, or they made the game that's being ported. Uh, so when I saw this sale, which is three ninety nine for both games, uh, normally ten bucks, sixty percent off until the twelfth. When I saw it for three ninety nine, I said, "Ah, you know what? Ahead of the Lake Ophelia game, I'll get these for three ninety nine. See what's up with them." Uh, I'm gonna launch Fatum Batula. I haven't done it yet, but Paratopic, like I said, I think it's got a message for me, but I didn't pick up on what that is. But you enjoyed the game. It was interesting. I, I don't really know what to think, honestly. It's a, it's very interesting. Uh, I think I have to play through it again. It's meant to be played in one sitting. It tells you that at the beginning. There is gotcha. no save or anything like that. Okay. And I think uh took me about 35 minutes or so to get through the whole thing. Yeah. It seems like a theatrical little series of occurrences that you have a little bit of control over. Sure. Okay. Uh, but anyway, for three ninety nine, I mean, those two games, why not, right? Yeah, Try them definitely. Out. Uh, Overcooked 2. This is a game I've actually been meaning to pick up for longer than I can even think back. Just because I got the first one when I got a Switch. Thought it was great. And of course, you want to pick up the second one. Uh, this is a great deal. Twenty four ninety nine to six twenty four. That's a big, big drop in the price. Yeah. I gotta say, seventy five percent off. Uh, have you ever played Overcooked? Have I asked you that? Um, I have not actually played it. No, but I do own Overcooked two on Steam. Oh, good shit! They're on Steam. I actually didn't even. Yeah, yeah. Tie that together. It's a great. They go on sale on Steam game. all the time, dude. Really, I had enough fun playing it by myself, but co-op, that's a really fun game, man. Check it out. It might be on sale on Steam 2 right now, because um, I, I honestly, both both games go on sale on Steam frequently. Yeah, that's so interesting thinking about that game on Steam just because of how couch co-op-y it is. Even though you could just disease, I mean, you know, my girl and I have played Street Fighter Five two controllers on, on Steam, so it's not crazy to think you can couch co-op on it Yeah. You know? But that's a three shop, and that's an episode, Tyler. Well, the next episode, barring some tragedy or unforeseen circumstance, uh, we will be together. Not 100% sure <laughs> what that's going to look like we don't in terms know of technology. What day. We don't know what day. We don't know, the, we don't know a lot. Yeah, we, we probably will upload the next video late. That's going to be my guess probably a day or two late um seems from, the usual, from the usual schedule you mean from the usual schedule that's correct yeah. i don't anticipate that you would probably get to edit it until you get back home most likely yeah it'll probably go up on monday but i mean no no biggie there uh but yeah nah. excited for an in-person cast we're gonna be doing a couple things some you know Obviously, you're going to be we're going to be together for like six days. We're going to be here for like two days. So it depends on 
what time looks like, but we're going to try and get a few things recorded and get some, get some stuff, see what hits the feed, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Oh yeah. I mean, like we're not going into all kind of detail on here, but there's so much going on in the star road realm, uh, that it's just crazy, you know, yep. like this time we're, of course we were together early on in the podcast. We made a bit of a, we had a rough, well, we had a rough experience trying to record. Uh, the quality didn't come out great. We got it as good as we could. Uh, that was one of our audio only episodes from a while back. But um, this will be our first foray into video content together. But I am very excited for it. Yep. Under much happier circumstances than hurricane evacuation. That's that correct. is for sure. Yep. So big things going on. The Star Road is going to be on the road on tour that's right doing it big and this that's has right. been a great episode man i've had a great time today being here with you and going through it and shit next time i see you it'll be in front of me it's pretty exciting right here uh right there if you have any questions comments concerns or feedback please email us at starroadpodcast at gmail.com um check out our youtube channel sterling has been crushing it on the youtube content i mean honestly it looks great um really really love to see that like i mean honestly the the content looks awesome thank Um, you man uh subscribe to us on there ring the bell leave a comment like the video um just feel free to engage like we (laughs) love chatting with people and stuff like that i mean you know we're we're here to uh to see what's up Right. So Yeah, and we're never we're never ones to argue with any opinions or any thoughts or stances right. or anything like that, man. We we come from a very peaceful place yep. on this podcast. Yep. Absolutely. Um but yeah, I think that's gonna take us to the end, Sterling. It is. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. We've got big things happening between now and next episode. Uh so until then, Tyler, this has been great. Next one will be more great than we probably could could imagine at this point. Peace. So, everybody take it easy. Thank you for listening.